Hey guys, Cody here. I just wanted to come on and let you guys know that we adjusted the volume. Each of these episodes, we've gotten told that, hey, this one is a little low, or I couldn't hear this person, or I couldn't hear this. So we just wanted to, on our editing, we decided to just raise the volume. So for you guys who are listening on headphones or in a truck or anything like that, lower the volume a little bit so that way when you do actually get into the episode, you can hear it well and it doesn't blow your eardrums out. Fucking enjoy. Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 33. We got Curtis on and the usual crew, Cody, Luke, Richie, and myself, Graham. And we're kind of going back to our roots with this podcast, I think, because it's just going to be all about wheeling. the recent trips we've been on. Yeah, wheeling. So I know Curtis went on a trip to S'more, and I don't know nothing about that property. I don't even know where it is, so you're going to have to fill us in there. Um Curtis, and then we were at Richie's property. Lots of cool stuff going on there. Finally got to see Mark's rig. Got to see what it could do. That was really fun. Uh, and just getting out there and doing stuff. That was always fun. So yeah, speaking so- of which, how are you, Curtis? We we always we always have these people on. We never ask them how are they. Every time it's just like, oh, tell it doesn't matter. You are it about what, your cars. About your, yeah, it's like we're never like, how are you as a person? So like, how are you? Oh, I'm in a great mood because I finally made it through a trip without breaking my Jeep. Wow! Congratulations. Well, okay, All right. So are you going to let me drive stay. it? Okay. Well, I saw what you did last weekend. <laughs> I don't know about that one anymore. <laughs> But I guess I we'll can't say that I later. break it because I did break it and it was like, so basically I smashed in the rear quarter panel up into the window and crushed that all in. And it was like a one in a million shot how I did it. Like we were just cruising or cruising down a hill and everybody else had just driven right over this tree stump. So I thought nothing of it slid o- or drove over it, slid out to the side it like got shot up in the side and caught on one of the lugs and just took that whole tree stump and just went right through the quarter panel with it. Like I'm driving, I'm nowhere near trees. And all of a sudden I hear glass break. I turn, I'm like, what the fuck? I asked uh, my passenger. I'm like, did I just hit that tree right there? He looks at it. He's like, no, but there's a stump stuck in your tire. I was like, oh, oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear God. Because it was not a small stump either. It was a very large, probably about a, I'd say three foot in diameter stump ish that had gotten stuck in there. Now it had gotten stuck sideways, thankfully. But the guy behind me is like screaming at me, "Hey man, you got a stump stuck in your quarter!" I was like, "Oh gee, thanks. That's helpful now." <laughs> and I got out. I went around. And I looked at it. I'm like. Oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me right now. I just turned this thing into a complete raisin. There is no coming back from this. There is okay, no repairing and- this. Okay, I was... you could. If you hammer it flat, I have plexiglass, you can have it. But you have to get it, which is probably... I mean, it's all just sheet metal. He could make it semi-straight again and put a window in if he wanted to. I tried. But he doesn't want to. I don't want to because, honestly... For the rest of that trip, I got really used to looking out the back and being able to see out that window and not hit stuff with my bumper anymore, <laughs> which is a very common thing that I like to do, I guess. Well, do you so, have tint on your windows? No tint. They're not tinted So at how all. come you can't see out of them? That's the whole point of a window. Uh, they get covered in mud. Oh, uh, okay. So 
I mean, I would have to say, I yes, think it was it probably is far better to get pelted in the back of the head than have a window. Yes. I've never gotten hit in the back of the head other than when it hit the roof first. <laughs> we got a story about that too. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so I'm kind of thinking I'm just going to smash the other window out now because I can roll the two or I can roll all four in the doors down. The windshield's not completely fucked yet. It, it's getting there. I'm hoping it breaks one of these days because it's got like weld slag and grinding shit all up in it. So you sit there using the windshield wipers trying to clean mud off and it just makes giant streaks across your windshield. Yep. But I've tried your so hard. Trip? I've tried so hard to keep weld splatter off all my windows and it just there's always something I forget. And my my poor passenger side of the windshield is just covered in spatter. It's a brand new windshield too. It pisses me off every time. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep the side windows as safe as possible. But I I can assume that at some point something similar to Curtis is definitely going to happen. That something's just going to get caught up in there and then just. <laughs> like I said, I don't think I could do that again if I tried. But at this point, with the way that that thing is, it's just like I don't care anymore. It happened. My roommate's like, "Oh my God, are you mad about that?" I looked at him. I said, "No." It, it just it happens when we do this. I totally expected this to happen at some point because there's like what two inches of the sheet metal below the window yeah. still, <laughs> or something like that. So it it definitely was not going to take much to bust that window out. No, but honestly, out of all the parks I've been to, Grand, I haven't been to a lot up your guys' way. But S'more was where is that one by the way? Uh, I don't know Southern Missouri. Southern Missouri, so it's like it's like a ten hour drive from my house there. But it it was weird because everything was sopping wet. It was the most time I've ever spent not using double O at an off road park, and the most time I've spent bouncing it off the limiter to get stuff done. But it's like it still didn't seem like I didn't have any traction. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, it you still had traps that were did. like caking up well no sorry i might have said that wrong i still had like good decent traction so like i'd get on something and i'd get on limiter and it'd spin the tires for like a second or two and then it'd go right up it yeah you were just huh. throwing the mud out yeah as soon as i could clear the mud out or get those tires just a little bit hot they would get traction and go right up anything just muy pequeño zest <laughs> yes <laughs> so and Honestly, so we were running, like, during the day, we were running with some Jeeps that had, like, 33s and 35s, and then one had 37s, and then me on 42s. And it's like, okay, we're just going to do some easy, easy stuff, whatever. We did some, like, so their trails are rated uh, 1 through 6. And I took a look at most of the 6s, and I said, oh, hell no, I'm not even going to put tire on that. Wow, come on. You got to put tire on it, see how it's going to happen. There was one, it's called Tombstone. It's a basically it's a 12 foot straight vertical. Jesus and that's a trail. Like that's straight a trail. up like 90 like, or like I would say like 85. It, it, it has to be less between 70 and 80 degrees. Somewhere hmm. in that range. Okay. About 12 foot straight up. I did not see anybody try it all weekend. So and it was raining, which is yeah, if it's wet. Well, and it's it was just your it didn't rain at all while we were actually there. It had just rained the night before we got there. I think they got like 
I don't remember what I told you, like three inches of rain or something like that the night before. So everything was sopping wet. But it was the most fun I've had at a park doing easy trails in a long time. Because even the easy trails, it's kind of like Roush where you come up to something and everybody wants to go left. And I I take a look at left and it's like, I didn't drive 10 hours to go do that shit. I'm going to the right. (laughs) And there was a couple of times... Both nights, because they allow you to wheel till midnight. Both nights, we ended up out there. I think we stayed out till midnight. There was one, actually the first night we were out there till like two because we got lost on like the far end <laughs> of the park, which is like seven or eight thousand acres. <laughs> so, I mean, we had quite, I think it was like a 45 minute drive back to the campground from where we were in the park. And it was almost midnight when we found out or realized what time it was. But we got on all these trails and all of a sudden we'd be going down. We'd be up on the side of the mountain and we'd start coming down. And it's like you look over at the name for the trail and because all the trails are named. And then they have the number and you could see you look at the number. and You're like, why in the fuck are we going down a five right now? Going you're supposed down? to go up that. Yeah, we went down a lot of fours and fives that I would have been struggling to go up. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, and this is at night too, and it's wetter than hell out there. So it just kind of was like, what the heck? And then I think it was Sunday night. We we had been drinking all day, of course, and we're wheeling at like midnight or getting close to midnight, and we come off to this one trail. Everybody goes left. I said, you know what? This is the last thing I'm doing before we get out of here. I'm going right, and I get like, oh probably three quarters of the way up the trail. And I look at, I get up over this obstacle and I had been struggling some to even get up. But like, it was, it was pretty wet and uh slick rock. And I looked at this last portion. I said, uh, my, uh, co-pilot, I was like, dude, cause everybody had just kind of like taken off. Cause they didn't realize that I had gone to the right or that the right was as bad as it was. I looked at him and I said, so everybody just kind of left us right now. So we're kind of just sitting there. I'm like, well, I can't make it to the or the left lane anymore, and there's no way in hell I'm going to try to back down this because it, it's going up like the side of the mountain is where this is at. So there is no good way to back down or get out of it. And I think I sat there for like probably 10, 15 minutes constantly trying to this one obstacle, just bouncing it off the limiter, bashing into trees smashing it on rocks and all that kind of stuff and finally i said this is the last time i'm trying this and i'm gonna have to winch up this hill and i tried something just just a little bit different than i had been doing and somehow miraculously i made it up that thing and when i got out i I walked up because they had stopped about 100 yards in front of where i was i got out where where they were at and we all walked back and looked at what i just did because yeah i have great lights and everything but I can't, you can't always tell what you're doing at night. And I looked at that under somebody else's lights and I'm like, how in the fuck did I just do that? <laughs> I'm going to let you in on a little secret. All right. One tons, 42 <sighs> stickies, doubler, rev limiter. It's a beautiful combination. No, It's like okay. the perfect souffle of zero oh, fucks given. But- yeah, but I, you can mess it up though, real this, easy. This yeah. weekend was. The I'm not going to compliment him though. 
<laughs> okay. Jeez. I, uh, I mean, I, I was like going you. somewhere else with that, but... No, he's, he's shitting on me. What's new? <laughs> but, no, this was the trip that I had, I had used that doubler the absolute least. So it was always just one of the low ranges in the transfer case that I was using all the time. And it was always the low range in the doubler. But... Yeah. Yeah, because it, it didn't... I couldn't get enough wheel speed with the regular... With it in double low, so I had to start using that. But yeah, it was. You would I have been able to if you had the Chad manual and you weren't a bitch. I do have it. I do have a manual. I have a full uh, mm, rad design. No, shifter. no, 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 no. That's not the same. Nah, it's, you still got that still bitch magic. connection. Yeah, it, it's it's not a full solid deal. You don't have to burn <laughs> clutch. You just burn your little rubber, rubber torque metal converter ball of fluid. <laughs> a metal ball of fluid. Yeah, so it's like a you know that it's a donut. Sorry, that's a better way to describe it. Your magic donut gives you all the power. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyways, but yeah, I had Richie's was pretty slick over the weekend as well, and uh, I I definitely noticed that I have to relearn all my ratios and you know what my wheel speed is because I was. Every video I watched, I'm, my wheels are moving too slow. Too slow, too slow. I'm in like third, fourth gear, and it's just still too slow for some of the stuff, especially when it's slick. And it was just... It was definitely denying me on a lot of stuff that I've I've never had issues on before. So I think I definitely need to pay more some attention to that. Some of the stuff and, that you got cocked on, though, was also freshly dug out with some big tires. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was... Uh, a weird also, day, but I'll also just imagine what it would have been if we had actually gotten all the rain that we were supposed to on Friday. Yeah, it would have been m- it, real messy. It also helps when you turn away from the dead trees and don't just slam. Yeah, and I thought my wheels were turned. That was my they daughter's were perfectly fault. straight. <laughs> I was signaling you, so this. <sighs> Should I tell the story because I have an interesting perspective, or should you tell the story, Graham? You can tell it, because you were watching. (laughs) So, I'm working with Graham, and, like, I've been spotting... That was, what, the second day? Yeah. Okay, so I've been spotting all weekend. My voice is, like, a little hoarse. I've been drinking all weekend, like, after we got done with wheeling and whatnot. So, like, I'm yelling stuff, and he's not really, like responding so i'm doing hand signals and he's doing everything that i'm saying and i'm like all right well you know cut the steering wheel and like i'm giving the signal to cut the steering wheel and he gets like halfway and i'm like oh is he gonna try and bump it and then cut into this obstacle instead no he bumps straight up into this fucking dead tree knocks about a what would you say that was guys uh maybe it was at like least a, six feet worth of dead tree yeah. So it, I look up and I see this coming and I just like drop both of my hands and I'm just like looking at it because it's kind of tumbling down midair. And I'm like, I don't even know which fucking direction to go because this thing is coming. Fucking, it's not flying straight down. It's fucking flopping around. So I go to fucking take off. And as I do that, it hits the top of Graham's fucking cage. And explodes oh, with the was... same noise of a five five six cracking off. 
It was a. Uh, oh my god! It was a little violent. I just, I didn't really know what was happening because I hit the tree and I was like, "Oh shit!" I fucked up. And then I heard everybody kind of like stop laughing and or whatnot. And then I just hear Bam! just slaps <laughs> on the door. <laughs> <laughs> like I I absolutely wish you had a video going from inside the jeep just because I wanted to hear how it sounded. When it, hit. it was it was kind of an odd noise. It wasn't like. Just sounded like something hit the roof. It wasn't too too bad. Also, was... you got lucky because watching that video, it lands right square on one of your tubes and exploded. Yeah, it, it landed more it on the driver's side. Like, I don't, I haven't checked my roof. I kind of want to see if it did hit in another spot other than just the tube because the tube's pretty small and that was a little bit wider than the tube. So I don't know. Maybe it did ding it up, but it hit that tube and just exploded and just all off. It was weird. It was exciting to watch, and we'll definitely post it on the Instagram when this story or when this episode goes live because it, dude, Caitlin has the perfect angle from it. Yeah, he just goes a great video. Wah! You can see Luke going like, like just not knowing what to do, and <laughs> Luke not know what to do. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Like you hear me cackling like a madman, but then you stop, silent, and stop. Like it went from like I hit a tree to oh shit. The tree's coming down onto his jeep. Yeah. He's fighting back, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a... We're lucky that thing didn't go down, like you said, Luke yeah. or Richie. I forget who it was. But it, like... I, I, I went back yesterday after work to uh, look at it more, and I ripped the bark up, and it's split for at least 12 feet straight up the back. Jesus. Yeah, man. it's... it's uh, We should cut like, that. We should I'm, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to. That's like one false move away from killing somebody it's like one more hill kill straight into it ready it's it's coming down on thursday depending on the weather yeah colin's bumper that he built me doing real nice i smashed the (laughs) shit out of my license plate and i smashed that bumper into a lot of shit and it didn't bend yet as soon as it does i'm asking for a refund (laughs) i was gonna say i would go ask for some warranty work (laughs) uh so, not to cut too far into it, but uh, one of my favorite things from this weekend was watching Kish get absolutely boned by a pro comp. Oh, yeah. What, yeah, what? I hate that tire. Oh, those are great tires. Don't you love them? No, they were I messing me up it. back in the day. What is that, like two years ago? They were giving me the same shit. Oh, it was what, great. What I happened with the tire? Oh, it's good. What happened um, with the tires? So my my normal tire, well, one of my normal tires, the grabbers, it just started pissing air out all the way around the bead. And I brought it to a tire shop to see if they could get it to reseal. And they, they didn't try gluing it to the rim, but they uh, they kept rotating it on the rim to see if they could get it to uh, catch. And they even uh, flipped the tire around on the rim but it kept pissing all the way around. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll just use a pro comp. And it was a fucking terrible decision. I hate it. Well, if you want to trade me your pro comp for one of my KM threes, you can have it. It might run better than the pro comp. Might do that. (laughs) Cause I think I gave you the pro comps with tread too. I don't think I gave anybody the ones that are just absolutely spanked. Correct. So that one, that's a pro comp with it, tread. There are worse ones. It has a little bit of tread. 
But I noticed today because uh, I took my truck to work yesterday, and I uh, took the Jeep in this uh, this morning to uh, fill up my tires at work. Just cause it's easier. And uh, I noticed when I was filling up the Pro Comp that there it looks like there's a few spots where the rubber's just peeling out of the uh, tread blocks. <laughs> it doesn't look <laughs> like it got chunked or anything. It's oh, just the I, rubber's missing. I wouldn't doubt that <laughs> given the fact that with me and Cody trying to spot you up that <laughs> stupid rock ledge uh, midway up your property, you were sitting there burning that tire to the ground. All the other three were trying to pull you up, and that one just had to keep crawling over like these little, you know, like three quarters of an inch further, and it would be up. And the other tires are all smoking and semen and sadness. Yeah. That was like the weirdest obstacle, too, because like me and Luke are watching him. There's like nothing holding his Jeep back. But it just won't go anywhere. And, like, he's turning hard driver, hard passenger. It's not going anywhere. Me and Luke are just like, okay, back up and bump it again. Did that about six times. We're just like, what is stopping your Jeep right now? Like, they're just... And then he moved one rock that was probably about, like, six inches tall, moved it to the side, and you just bumped it perfectly and went right up. But, like, for a good portion of that, I was, like, really dumbfounded. I'm like, his Jeep should be just flying up this right now. It was a pro comp. It was 100%. Those grabbers would never let you down like that. I could, yeah, but I could never. It, it was the whole day that was happening to me, too, right? You well, that's because you have shitty cam- What do you want? What? <laughs> uh, okay, okay. <laughs> the MTRs did real good. The brand oh, new no. MTRs with full tread. When mm. Graham and Colin actually showed up, though, Graham just came flying up that first obstacle set. All big dick swinging. I don't know how the hell I did that. <laughs> I didn't even get to watch it. I was like five I, feet away. Did it, I did it again the second day too. Just about. I I did. I missed the initial line to get up the first thing, so it wasn't a one shot up that. But basically the same thing. I like hammered it up that thing once I got in the right line, and then just straight up the rest of it. And then I swear to Mark, I watched you hop into that, and I was just like, okay. And that was awesome to watch. There was no need for a spotter in any of that. Cool. And oh, I, I know watched, that line so well. I watched it's, Colin I hop it. in there, and Colin's like, all right, first one, awesome. Second obstacle, all right, he's already going to blow up that fucking 44, and we're not going to hear the fucking end of it for this weekend. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, it, was too, it was too sloppy to blow up the uh, 44. So it didn't blow weekend. up. And well, he blew up later on. He blew the battery, oh, but different. no, he. It was funny because later on in the day, uh, I won't go into crazy semantics about it, but he was going up an obstacle that he's done probably a few times now, maybe twice, like without what? pulling cable. The that, wall where he then later. No, I think that was the. F- I think he's done I'm, it once. I thought he's done it twice. Regardless, no. he, he hasn't he did made it up one any other time, time, and he had to pull cable. Okay, so regardless of it, it's like this weird off-kilter line that you have to try to stay high onto it to get then into the wall, and then you have to drop down the wall to then go up it. Otherwise, you bump into this stump that just keeps kicking you out. And this poor guy was trying up it, trying up it, trying up it, stopped. Jeep died, and then his battery was dead. And then... We hooked up his winch line, tried jumping it with a jump pack, didn't work, did a bunch of things. He then later on put the jump pack back onto it, pushed in the clutch, boom, 
popped the fucking back tailgate. He was like, fuck this, fuck everything, fuck the Jeep, fuck this, got up, walked away. He's like, I'm going to go drink, fuck you guys. It's just like, <laughs> he, he like took off and we're like, all right. And later on, I had to go down and haggle him and call him a pussy until he got back out on trail. But yeah, he was he was having a rough day that day after that point. <laughs> but The first time he walked out, it was to have a sandwich. <laughs> That's what he says, but I don't believe it. He was <laughs> he, he had a sandwich. Well, regardless, I'm not impressed with those MTRs. I, I haven't say. made it up that obstacle either, though. That sure. one's always on that one. It is. It seems straightforward, but it always because of the all the loose shit and leaves and just all that crap that needs to get blown downhill. Still, you can't get enough traction to actually keep going the way you want to go, and you end up sliding right. Which puts you in those rocks and in those trees, and then you're just you, yeah. That you is can't do anything. The only you way know, to get that obstacle, because I have done that twice, is you you're the one that's done it twice. I was okay. Yeah. I thought it was Colin. Yep, there we go. Yeah. So the only way to get that is literally you loop in, you bang off the stump, you pull a tire about two feet in the air, and you stay in it and just go and yep. ride it like a bronco. Yeah, you you really it's all about the wheel speed if you don't have stickies. And I mean, I saw it, Mike Craig made it up that pretty easily and I'm pretty yeah, sure he's got stickies. Yeah, who else made it up? Um Cricket. Capalta. No, Capalta. I'm Cricket, sure any buggy Cricket could. Cricket and Greenleaf went to the right side of that. Hill. Oh yeah, they did a totally different one. Yep. Insane line. Like not even really a line, but is a line for buggies, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that was oh, good. All I hear about you guys is how much you complain about all the loose shit on the ground at my place. Well, I know, but we just all your somebody with some. Fault. I know it's it all is. your guys' fault. You don't come over enough. Well, come get over your more. Room out. We won't have that problem. You're sweeping <laughs> off the rocks. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Makes a two and a half hour drive every fucking day. <laughs> uh, I wish. Uh, so. You know, what was your favorite part of that, Cody? Because you were also hiking it like me. Um, other than the amazing workout in the tick, uh, you know, Richie's property is just so phenomenal. No, just kidding. It was a great weekend. I'd probably say my favorite part was definitely just getting Mark out there and seeing, uh, like, getting him out there and, like, him being able to see what his rig can do now compared to what it did on the stock axles and the 35s. Like, he, like, even though he had problems with his hydro, then he had problems with something else, right? It was the clamp and the hydro that were kind of being a pain in the ass. Uh, yeah, there was, there a, was a bunch of random of shit going on but the like clamp being the main issue yeah uh it, i think it would be more the tie rod than the clamp really because it yeah oh, it kept the rotating the, uh, yeah it kept blowing the clamp clean up in the air after it would rotate the tie rod and then once it got a little angle the hydro ram would just kick the jam nuts off that was yep. what was going on there but um but it was just really cool like he just he got into the first obstacle and like just him being like, fuck, I wouldn't even have looked at this on my old setup. Like being able to just kind of roll into this and consider it, it was pretty fucking cool to watch. I mean, I was impressed with his rig and he just it, needs it, to realize that he can bump it a little bit more. It's not a baby yeah. anymore. Yeah. It, yeah, but that comes with experience. Let him yep. figure out that the thing can take and take a beating and he'll be he'll kill it like the rest of them. 
Well, I was impressed with those tires, honestly. I mean, we, he didn't do too, too much, but they did. Maybe okay. it was just, they, they didn't do as bad as I expected for tires that have knives uh, stamped <laughs> into them. <laughs> like, uh, do they really? Yeah, it's literally the, like a the, katana um, tread, or not a katana, it's like a machete tread pattern or something. Yeah, they're it's called the Arturo Trailblades. Yep. Um, yeah, but one of my favorite remarks from him was, he was talking about Graham's rig, and he literally pulled the, she sounds hideous line. Because he asked if like it was normal for Himes to make that much noise. And I'm like, yeah, it's just a unibody getting worn in. That's what they do. And then it starts getting really bad. And he's like, yeah, Graham's rig sounds like hideous. And I'm like, no. Wait, it does? Really? The, I'm just used to it. What the, sounds bad about it? Nothing. It just sounds like a wheeled unibody. And it's creepy cracks and my does mine does the same thing yeah uh, the buggy did that super bad i got to wheel for about five it's all minutes just worn this out weekend metal. I'm yeah get into that. you want to get into that now i don't see why we shouldn't get into it now it's a <laughs> funny fuck up and this is it. why i will not let you drive my rig <laughs> yeah but you've got a 205 you're fine the 205 <laughs> is bulletproof <laughs> I don't know. I just want to Luke proof. <laughs> so, in, in Luke's defense, it wasn't even that bad. I was sitting in the passenger seat. We were just having a grand old time. He hits one bump and no, 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 no. I'll let, let him tell the story. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't you guys were it. fully airborne. No, no, we weren't. Yes, you no were. Way. Let him Bullshit. tell the story. <laughs> No, I'm enjoying the commentary on this. Let this continue because it's kind of funny after how bad it hurt. So I'll give my side of it then. I You weren't even there. We were walking in and all of a sudden the the gentleman whose buggy it was that Luke was driving, his fiance, significant other, however, I am not too sure there's the situation. But um she goes, Oh shit, I lost my phone. As she's walking through the woods because there's a section of water. So we're like, fuck, now we got to find it. So me and Colin walk back. I am probably half a mile out of the woods looking for her phone. And all of a sudden I just heard, what? Crack. And I'm like, yep, he broke something. And then, and Rich, or not Richie, um, Colin was like, nah, dude, there's no way. That, that didn't sound that bad. I'm like, nope, he definitely broke something. And then we found her phone and walked into Miguel being like, yep, he broke my shit. I'll be back. <laughs> so, so um, I'm sorry. Just from my perspective, because I, I actually watched it happen, because after the, uh, the girl lost her phone, I just kind of kept walking, because yep. I was really interested. Yep. And, um, yeah, you guys got full air air under all four tires. Like, not a lot of air, but you could see trees underneath every single tire. Uh, and you came down, and it was almost an instant, instant pop. Yeah, it didn't feel that bad. It felt... So, there's um, a little ledge where you come out of, like... Um, we call it the green loop because it's one of the few easy trails on that property. And I call, I've been calling it the moon rock because it's just like this big flat face with like another big flat face next to it. And with that, there's like no, I don't know what the appropriate name for that section is. I don't think moon rocks does it justice. It's kind of like a swampy, gross rock mess. No, because that property already has the Creek trail. Yeah. It does have a different Creek trail. 
Yeah, but it doesn't actually have a creek running through it. At least this trail literally has running water. No, it does, it. depending on the time of year. Oh. So yeah, the it, it, the creek trail is an actual creek, and we've always called where you broke Luke Devil's Den. No, I'm uh, saying okay. Devil's Den was the next obstacle up. I went up that flat face. Oh. Um, yeah, Devil's Den was that area where everyone gets denied unless you've got a shit ton of horsepower or we throw a big rock in the hole oh. where that tree stump is. Or not tree stump, but tree root. Um even so, even with that, I've never made it up that obstacle easier. Ever. Yeah, like, no, I've you never just made got that obstacle, that, I don't think. You just got super But I made it lucky. multiple times. And it was really slick that weekend. So I don't I don't know what happened. Something changed. Magic. Um yep. So I get into Devil's Den and I'm like, all right, I, I probably should add this little prelude all throughout the day. I'm just going to say the guy's name because we've been very amicable about this. Um, Miguel's buggy. He's been on the podcast before. He's like, you know, you're leaving. If you want to wheel it, feel free to wheel it. You break it, you buy it. OK, my cool. You. The the podcast listeners just we just spoke with him and you guys know that he just fixed it. Yes. Yeah. Just to put it in perspective. Yeah. He didn't fix he fixed it. Yeah. Yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah, he just fixed it from before. I was like, okay, yeah, they, he no, blew they the gear the set again. out of the three hundred. So I'm like, okay, cool. Well, we couldn't it's get dumb. it to go into double low. So Graham's like, oh no, to get it into double low, you have to shift this one, then shift this one. And it's just like pops into double low. So for the first time that trip, it's in double low, and I'm like Okay, cool. Did that first obstacle, no problems. Get into the second one, get denied on it. All right, I'm going to take a bite higher up on the tree, and I'm going to roll into it a little earlier. So I do that, and it sounded like in the cab, I just slammed the diff on a rock. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. That's normal in this obstacle. Hang on. I must have knocked the fucking um, doubler out of gear. Okay, cool. Put it into neutral, put it into gear drop the uh it's an automatic so drop it back into gear and hit the gas and nothing happens fuck okay cool um all right let me put it in park well i didn't know it at that time but i broke both outputs jesus you sheared both outputs i think the real problem here (laughs) is the fact that somebody just destroyed a dana 300 gear set so what do they do? Put a new gear set in it and put it back in the Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, 300 is not the ideal. I was uh, no. the one of transferring. But the one person in our group from Wisconsin, the Wisconsin guys that I hang out with, that has a 300. I have to say, every year at Winterfest for the past four years, he has broken it. Whether he's broke uh, two years ago, he broke rear output. Uh, two years, or yeah, what's your he running for tires? He's got 40 inch, uh, well, he's got patties. Wow, sticky patties, and it? yeah, and he's still breaking that. Yeah, this thing's got no hope on 43 stickies. Then. Yeah, he, he, that dude, I don't, Miguel, if you're if you listen to this, I'm telling you right now, dump that thing, throw it in the trash, it's worthless. So I talked with him today, and um, I'm buying the rear output plus throwing him a hundred bucks for uh, pulling it out. He's buying the front output. 
So he's I putting really HD he's, outputs in it. I was going to say, I really hope he's putting 32 spline outputs in it. Yeah, he's putting the big outputs in it. Because from what I understand, I don't know, does it have over the PTO cover, does it have like the stock PTO cover? Does no, that he's nice got a HD aluminum one on it. Okay, I was going to say, because between that and the outputs, those are the two things that really tend to break on those a the lot. cover breaks? No, because the cover, if you use the stock ones, it's so weak that you actually crack the case in half. Yeah, so... That the case can basically deflect apart slightly enough to blow gear sets up. So that I heard... the stupidest thing ever. I heard a rumor about that, and I can't confirm it. This is like an old dude that I was talking to buying parts from, and he said the reason that that happens as commonly as it does is because when you flip it, you are going in the opposite direction that the case is supposed to be ran so that cover, which isn't supposed to be seeing any force, suddenly starts seeing the load press against it and try and open the case up. I don't yeah, know if I, there's any truth to that, but it makes sense. I gotta say, I watched, uh, I think it was two years ago, I don't know if you guys know who he is, uh, Brandon Melton. He had he had that Bush Light Jeep, the one that he painted blue and then put Bush Light on the side of on tons with an LS. Like, uh, does he still one. have that one? Because it was on. No, like the... he sold it. He parted it. He parted it out after he blew the LS. So he had been through Wasn't like six motors, Dove and then he put an LS in it. Yes, then he oh, put an LS in it, and he literally shame. put the he put the LS in it, and that trip after he just got done putting the LS in it. Now, it, it is partially his fault. He likes sitting on inclines and bouncing off limiter with uh, oh, regular oil pump. With a regular Hello. oil pump in it too. Hello. So you called? Yeah, exactly. It starts knocking, loses oil pressure. He keeps driving, it ends up putting a rod through the side of it. He said, Fuck it, I'm done with it. But um I want to say it was three years ago when he first finished his one ton build. He had it out there and I wanna say it it shoot, I don't even think he had it out there for forty five minutes and he split the case in half. That's like beautiful. it actually split right where the cover is just split the whole case in half and shattered the gear set so what that old guy that you're saying he he was 100 percent correct in that 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 is a very common thing that's why everybody likes to put those hd aluminum covers on it because it gives it just enough strength to not split that case like that as easily but moral of the story is dana 300 suck 43 Dickies like the fuck, and you put sucking and fucking together, and you got a bad time coming. Basically, yeah. Um, I think that we blew the not safe for uh, work rating right there, <laughs> but you know the other part that um, well, you you didn't even get into the recovery of that either. So I was I mean, just we, about was... to go there. Okay. I'll let you. From my uh, perspective here, I, I, you know, I was with you at the time. Yada yada. You had to get tools. We figured it was just the rear output because that's what we saw. We didn't. We couldn't see the front from the belly pan. We didn't really think anything of it. We figured blew the rear output. Whatever. Uh, we'll we'll just take the drive shaft out, put it in front wheel drive. Good to go. So you, I walked back with you once, Luke. We grabbed some of my stuff because we weren't sure what size it was exactly. It wasn't too far of a walk. Grabbed those things, went back in. It was the right size. My wrench is stupid. It's got like it's like this little chintzy wrench that I bought. I bought it for 
it's a ratcheting wrench, but it's really flimsy, and I use it on my uh, small bolts because it's a thinner profile. And I don't use the open end because the open end has this like stupid gimmicky ratcheting thing as well. And Luke's like, "What's wrong with this wrench? It doesn't. It, the open end doesn't work." I was like, "Yeah, because you're supposed to use the closed end." Now, because keep that's what in mind, <laughs> this is all going on while I am laying on my like or i'm trying to not like not lay in the creek and kish had offered me a tarp and i was just like at a point of being slightly irked and i'm just like nah i'm fine so i'm in there <laughs> trying to get this stupid fucking yoke off and this wrench is like cucking me and it rolled the threads over on the bolts so we uh yeah carry on yeah anyways as you were doing that you know, I, I I think at some point I took my tools back, went back to the uh, my tool bag and sort of left them there. And people there were sort of just hanging out. So I figured I wasn't needed to help pull the front shaft and you guys would be out in 10 minutes or so and it'd be all good. And then people slowly start trickling out of the woods as we're all sitting there. It's like, OK, well, here comes Colin. Here comes Richie. I don't know if Richie came out or here comes Cody. And I forget who came out there. Yeah, I forget who came out, and they were like, "Oh yeah, he's uh." They think they blew the front, uh, you know, the input to the or the output to the transfer or transmission. Jeez, sorry. And I was like, "No way, you can't." Yeah, that, that's not that what was happened. Cody and Caitlin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so who came out? Somebody told out. Came out. I guess. John. Yeah, Cody. That was at that point we were like, "Okay, he blew the front output. The wheels aren't even moving." I was like. Okay, yeah, well, I guess I'll go in for my Jeep. No, we didn't see. know that we blew the output. We thought I did dental work in the case. Yeah. Because your enough. front was locked up or something. You yep. guys were saying. So I'm driving in there, and we still didn't really know what was going on. We just sort of... Did we put it in... We just put it all in neutral. I think that's what we did. Yeah. Right? And then we slowly dragged it out. Thank God the winch on that thing worked. Yeah, uh, that would have been bad. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. you're forgetting a part of this story, though. Which Fucking part? Graham getting all mad that it's taking so long and everyone is dumb and then ruining my beautiful <laughs> lawn, peeling out like a asshole. Sorry. <laughs> he turns my bald ass uh, with my oh, bald ass crap. my yeah. yard. <laughs> So, yeah, because when I came out, he was like, "No, nah, they're dumb. They just don't know what they're doing." And he didn't say that. I was like, no, "They probably just didn't put it right. They don't have it. They're not shifting it right. They couldn't shift it into four, uh, four low. They can't shift it out or something." Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, uh, he flew out of there and destroyed the lawn. I'm just looking at Richie, and I'm like, "You gonna give him hell?" He goes, "Yeah." He's like, "I'm gonna give him a rake, and he's gonna fix it." Like <laughs> so, double low, I, I had fourth gear. I out. had to fix it. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know we're not supposed to drive fast, and I didn't think it was uh, as fast because, like I said, I don't know my ratios, and I just figured fourth gear would be enough to get me going. Oh, don't be mad at him. His foot just slipped off the clutch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just oh, a quick clutch dump. A quick clutch dump all the way through my fucking yard. <laughs> so, I'm, <sorry. laughs> I'm, I'm with Miguel, and I'm, like, talking with him, and he's like, you know, uh, it's not a big deal. We we build these things to break them, and I'm like, yeah, well, I'm still sorry. Like, your Jeep's leaving on a trailer incapacitated. Yeah, they were literally trying to leave, like, two hours ago at this point. And, and uh, so, 
He's still like, sitting there. All right. Well, we're gonna hook up the winch. So they hammer a bolt through, or they hammer the clevis through because earlier in the day when it was being used as a suck down, it had uh, pulled the, like he had gotten a little air under the front and it had like closed in on itself. So that's going on and like I'm winching this thing out and I have to almost bring it up to like the rev limiter to keep it fucking supplied with juice because the battery is screaming its brains out at this point in time and it it was just like a absolute luke special catastrophe there is no other way to put it i don't break things lightly no you you're you're like the most you and the other guy that i know that ran that 300 break the weirdest shit ever like <laughs> the one time when he broke the 300 he literally so a dana 70 rear axle he twisted the splines off of the pinion. I have actually How seen big is the that. Pinion on that? Uh, it's about the. It's comparable to a Sterling or a fourteen bolt. It's uh, yeah. It's basically a Dana sixty that ate its fucking Wheaties and came from the factory thirty five spline most with a couple of them and some of them were thirty two but thirty five spline gears go in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it it was. Yeah, Luke, you do a very good job when you break stuff. Yes, like Rausch. Rausch. <laughs> oh, dear uh, Roush. Let's just hope you can make it through the entire weekend this year. I know, I know. Let's see if we can sad. all make it through this week, the whole weekend without I'm having be a taking bad it failure. Easier. I, if, I'm following, if I'm following you guys, there's no way my shit is making it through the first <laughs> no. day. Like, no, it's, it's going to be <laughs> fucked. It's either rolling over completely and we're hijacking the fucking roof back up so I can sit in it, <laughs> or I'm blowing something catastrophically. There's literally no in between with that it's thing. Just bring a lot of Dana fine. 30 parts. It'll be yeah. fine. I bring it, I'll bring like three sets of shafts I'm going to bring. Might as well buy a second set of gears because we can set them up in the park. Just box. get a whole nother 30 so we can slap it. Actually, no, there's definitely going to be one just floating around. It's going to be Labor Day I mean, weekend. There's going to be one of those demo derbies. There will be a 30 floating around. Yeah, there's just going to be a Dana 30 sitting on the side of the fucking trail like there was a transfer case. I'll bring, I'll bring an extra 30 pack with me so I can be like, if you let me cut this thing out, I'll give you this 30 pack. And it's going to be like, deal. And I'll have an extra 30. But I, I won't have the gear set, so maybe I will buy an extra gear set. You have to say oh, We can that- just slap it in. For being Labor Day weekend, that trip had very minimal trail traffic. Like, we didn't oh. run into anyone. Wait, yeah. I just realized that wouldn't work. My upper mount is different. That's fine. fine. We got I duct tape and bubble Dude, gum. Hey, I always keep a bunch of sticks of 70... What is it? 7018 Ryan in my truck. My That's bad, okay? You three, can get away with 7013. I got 7018. That's just what I had when I had the stick welder and was using it. So it just stays in my trailer toolbox. So we just need a couple of car batteries and some jumper cables. And we'll get you back on the trail. Well, your truck has two. We could take one out of mine, make it See? sweet. <laughs> We're good to go. Good to go. We could rob both the Collins. I have a generator that's a welder. No, you don't want Collins batteries. His, his batteries are junk. No, that oh. was my battery that was junk because I... Uh... <laughs> that's right. Well, he doesn't even have batteries. That's his yes. thing. Is... No, he has a battery now. It's just oh, in now the J10. Does, it's just in the J10. And then he grabbed no, a he new battery. A battery. Oh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but the original battery is in the J10. Yeah, Jesus you're missing the meme Christ. here, Kish. What the hell? 
Hey, hey, you're taking I it too serious. Not a meme person, okay? Meme person is, is is that the thing? It no. is now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely uh, not. But I also have to give Miguel a shit ton of credit for how cool he is about it. Like we had an agreement. He was more than fair with the uh, agreement on this one because uh, there was some carnage. So back to the story, though. So we drag this thing out. We get it into the um, into the yard and we pull the trailer up to it. And we thought I did dental work, like took out the intermediate or something. Nope. Get it up on the trailer. And he goes, my front output's hanging. I'm like, it was me. I found it because I saw I thought I was I was looking at it and I saw it another shaft that had been sheared. And I was like, what the fuck? Why did they put the rear drive shift and like just hanging in the front? And then I was like, "Oh shit, that's the front." <laughs> so you don't you don't see a carrier bearing now, set up that often, though. Now my question is: Has he taken the case apart yet? Because mm-hmm. I yes. would have. He has, and there yeah. is no dental yes. work. There is nope, no nope. dental work. Wow, I'm impressed. Today, yesterday, yesterday, today, yesterday. It's fine. Ah, whatever it is. But yesterday, today, it's irrelevant to the listeners. <laughs> True. They don't even I know still feel like if you broke both of those, that he definitely should have done dental work. Or what happened is when he did the dental work before, it definitely put a lot of, or definitely yeah. fucked those yeah, up. Yeah, they were because, probably compromised to begin um, with. See, now, if we had fucking lines painted on them, and if we knew the twist factor, like I was talking about last fucking episode... That's nerd shit. Apart, Get that out of he here. Would, I don't want to know how fucking my stuff is it. Is, see, a lot of times you can't really see the twists or the cracks in them until it's like, oh, well, it just broke. Because yeah, there was a the, line you could have. I, I do have to say, I did cleanly break both of them. There was no shattering effect. It was just straight sheer. Yeah, now, my question is, could you see, because, like, the one when uh, my buddy from Wisconsin blew it up, you could see around the outside of it that it had been broken for quite some time. No, and it would these just, were both like, just hella fresh. 100% fresh. Okay. And so smooth, you could, like, rub your hand up and down on the brake really? and not even know it yeah. was broken. Like, that just, wow. it's, it was like a smachined Textbook perfect shear. Yep. But you could see the splines were spun though, so I yeah, don't know. the splines were spun, but the rest of it just was like, yeah, no, I'm leaving the building. All right, <laughs> all right guys, Mike I'm drop, out. I'm out. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So one of the other guys that we wheeled with down at S'more, he um, so I want to say it must have been Friday night, and I don't know why he didn't just call me and ask me to come save him, but he was out there on his own, and. He broke the rear yoke on his uh, eight and a quarter. So, okay, no big deal. Still has front wheel drive to get out. He gets on this embankment and he, I don't know why he did this. He didn't explain to us why, but he just kept pounding at this embankment because he couldn't make it up. And he ended up breaking a front 30 shaft or no, he broke both in the front. He broke both shafts in the front. So, He's sitting there dead in the water. Finally, somebody came past, helped him, brought him back to camp. We started taking it apart when I got there first thing in the morning. This is the first time I've ever seen this happen. And But the gear, when it broke, 
it actually it must have sat and worn against the um carrier because it was it had actually worn all the way through the side of the carrier and into the bearing and the cup so the whole the whole carrier was shot the bearings were shot the cup was shot i was like how in the fuck did you do this i had never seen that happen before it was an unreal breakage so the coolest dana 30 break i have ever seen in person was someone that split the carrier at the cup if you will or the bearing race uh it just clean shattered right through there so that was cool the shaft was what was locating the carrier on the way out of the trail and it was making a bad clunking noise that's terrifying i bought a dana 30 back when i still had mine just because it had terraflex high steer knuckles on it It had a blown up uh gear set in it i popped the cover off of it and so like there's the two like i'll call them like straps on the carrier where the spider gears go in one of those was completely missing and sitting in the bottom of the case <laughs> like how in the fuck did you do that um i had an eight and a quarter where i jumped it and i got like torsion load on it and i actually pulled the threads on the carrier uh the bearing caps they didn't break but it pulled the threads so i had to drill them out and helicoil them and amazingly i did that and it went right back on the road <laughs> richie was a part of that that was one of the projects we did at nagatuck well that's yeah, what he- helicoil they they advertise right that because you're putting the helicoil in and it's got more surface area it's actually stronger right so maybe well, there's technically i mean they it depends on the material you're going into but yeah. technically it is because you end up with a larger thread yep yeah. so so i don't know if we hit on it on last podcast but did we talk about how you fixed your jeep before you blew it up again well, before you did your custom body work by Curtis, yes, you. <laughs> oh, um, how I fixed it. I don't know if you guys did. I guess no, because at that point I had, I think All I right. had just gotten back All from right, the Badlands. So you want to describe that then? Okay. So basically, and I know Graham and Luke have both seen the pictures of it. But, so basically I tore the whole upper mount off. I... I'll send it in the chat right now, but I tore the whole upper mount off or basically completely off. And so it had just completely destroyed the tube and I didn't really have, I couldn't think of a good way to do this. And uh, one of my buddies is like, well, why don't you cut a little section of the tube off, put a, or cut a piece to fit back over top of where you cut off. Uh, put a hole in it, weld another piece of like inch and a half quarter wall tube to the bottom side and then kind of plate it all back together, uh, plate it all back together using um, just using a bunch of pieces that I had drawn up in cardboard and then gone over to my buddy Charlie's house to have him cut on a plasma table and it, it, it'll look better when I put it in pictures and maybe one of you guys can explain it better than I am, but it ended up with a lot of structural, a lot more structure around where that upper mount is. And the upper mount is basically no longer, 
on the crossmember. Like it's kind, it is welded on the top of the crossmember still. But mm-hmm. I made another. Well, this is one plate. of the side mount ones, right? Yeah, it's a side okay. mount. So I made a plate that I could weld to the inside of the unibody. I could weld to the crossmember. And then, unfortunately, for me to be able to do it, get the proper separation and everything out of it, I ended up having to. It stuck above the unibody like three inches or so. So, to solve that, I ended up going in there and um, basically there's a piece of tube that goes from my seat mount that's tied all into my cage to the back side of that mount. And then. There, so with that piece, it goes up, it goes up on the side of the unibody, and then the brackets on like the side of that, and then on the cross member too. And yeah. honestly, it just it turned out so great. The only thing that I noticed is that my passenger said that he could feel at times when I would get into really, really off camber places where it was like dropping that side out. He said he could feel his seat moving a little, not a lot. That's yeah, it, it, <laughs> so it's definitely getting some more structural tube added to it. Yeah, but honestly, I don't, I don't think I could have fixed that any better than what I did. You said you put it three inches above or up above the frame rail. How did you manage that? That's what the piece is it literally tube. just floating. It, no, it's not floating. So like that plate goes up the side of the frame rail. Okay. So I had a bunch of From holes that I had. Yeah, from the inside. I had holes uh, burned in it so I could plug weld it along the frame rail and then obviously on the outsides and the bottom and the top. But then that's what that piece of tube coming off of the seat mount is for is it goes down to the back side of that plate kind of to get... My idea was that if it needs needs structure back there, it's just going to fold that piece of plate over. And for me to do that, I figured if I put that piece of tube off of the seat mount to the back side of that plate, right where the mount is, it should be enough to keep it from folding over. Yep. So I think that it was enough. I I truthfully don't know yet because I've obviously only had it out the one time. Yeah, but, I mean those. I'm I've been happy and honestly surprised my upper link mount has held based on how. Sh- I don't want to say shittily because it's holding fine. Uh, mine isn't sitting up above the frame, but it's basically almost the same thing you have, except I'm using... It's connected both to the cross member as it goes across uh, because it sits right above it. So I just have a big plate going down connecting the two, and it's connected to the inside of the frame rail, which is also plated with 3 sixteenths, and then it's boxed on the top. It used to be just like a, a brace that went across, and now that my the top of my frame rail is all three sixteenths. It's plated into all that as well, and it's never really. It didn't. It's never given me any hints that it's going bad or having issues. Yeah, so and the side honestly, mounts are pretty good. Before I went to Winterfest, I honestly I had no clue that that thing was even in like the kind of condition that it was. If that makes sense, that it ended up doing what it did. I had absolutely no clue whatsoever. Yeah. So it, it really took me for a shock when I did that. I was kind and, of amazed by that breakage, and I'm a little worried about my four-link, but I'm just going to leave it because I don't have time to care anymore. Well, uh, what your four-link, 
the upper mounts, if you can put tubes, or me at this point, probably, uh, if we put tubes from the back of them yep. and connect them to something, they're not going to move as much. Yeah, So then there's I don't not going to be that flexing, or less flexing. Right? Um, I do have to say how much I appreciate you helping me out with that, because like uh, today I signed the paperwork, I... Uh, now have a house down there for rent or that i'm renting but i'm not going to have ne anywhere near the facilities i got up here right now so, so no, I'm, I'm excited i think it's going to be a fun project to finish for you i like doing the tube stuff and it's I've kind of like i i wish mine was a two-door so it'll be kind of fun working on a two-door and you know i like the direction you're going with your two doors the rear um, wheel well, and it'll be interesting to see what I can come up with for the, um, you know, how to sheet metal that all in, me and Jacob. Now, let me see if I can get this deep throat right, but given your tube work, I'm just letting you go with it, because mm -hmm. I don't particularly want to interfere with it, I just want to see what happens at Did this point. Did you say point. deep throat? Yes, because I'm complimenting him, and I've just been shitting on Curtis for the entire fucking podcast, so... Well, yeah, I mean, what's new? Everybody does. Everybody <laughs> hates on the guy who's got the better rig. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, it's such a great rig. Look at that thing. Yeah, I couldn't compliment you. Ben's his upper links. This kid doesn't even know how to build good upper links. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> he puts a bend in his upper link. And so I just build it so it's right the first time. <laughs> See, and that right there is why my upper links are two inch by two inch, um, two fifty wall fucking square tube. Yeah, now my Straight. upper link in the front is two inch quarter wall DOM because it actually it fits after after oh, Roush I put that in. Yeah, so now it's all two inch. It's all straight. I just at the time when I was putting stuff together, it just it didn't look like it was going to work. It looked like it was going to hit the starter, but it it. Honestly, at full bump, if that thing could go up a quarter of an inch, or if that motor decided to come down, like on the motor mount, it would probably arc the starter out over the upper link. How, how far <laughs> away from the the unibody rail is your upper link? Upper link never touches the unibody rail. It's not even close. Uh, I'm at the upper link now on the cross number. Sorry. Uh, upper link mount on the cross above. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's not, not on the cross member. We just talked about this. Well, it, it if you look in the chat, it is technically on the cross member, but it just kind of sets on top of it, and then it goes about three inches above it. Sorry, yeah. Rob. Told me to look at the chat, and I looked in the wrong chat. <laughs> uh, uh, well, because the only reason I'm asking that is because I'm kind of surprised by it, because my, my upper link mount is within, I mean, like... I you can barely get what did we did we put the nut side on that side or did we put the bolt side on I think we definitely did the nut side it makes more sense that way but like you can barely fit a screw like the wrench up in there to tighten it and mine clears the uh, the starter very easily so I'm kind of now yeah. mine has a lot of triangulation Cody mine, yours doesn't because when we built yours we wanted to move everything away from the starter. So when I put your upper link mount set up together, I was building to get away from your starter because I had been talking to Curtis at that point in time. 
Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so that, that explains it. So we learned from so, Curtis's fuck up, and that's why my team's right. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well, you also, you know, like don't have you know the lack of soul going on, so that helps Fair. too. <laughs> but I getting back to the whole everybody shitting on Curtis thing, I, you know, I would have been able to be there to compliment you but you just added me back on facebook so like you know i was i was i know it took like what three months (laughs) yeah i gave up friend request in you what oh no another one can't can't keep up hey man it's a one-ton only club probably a half dozen friend requests and it kept coming back like it it you kept coming back, so it's like you, he has to be fucking denying the friend request. <laughs> Fuck this guy. Then he pops on the, the podcast and he's all like, nice man. Yeah. <laughs> no, see, he can't what? even show his face. Oh, no, here he's probably <laughs> going to add you. That's yes, that's exactly what I'm saying right now. So. Uh, you know, it's um, so funny when I finally like he finally added me back on. I think it was Colin's post. I like messaged him in it, and I was like, "Wow, you can sit here, but you can't add me back." And then that's where finally he was like, "Oh shit, yeah, I just added you back." <laughs> Follows yeah, me on I Instagram. Don't, I, don't I, I don't think I even have an af- active friend request right now because, like I said, I just gave up. There you go. Problem <laughs> solved. So. Back to wheeling, maybe. Oh, hey, look at that! Ah, <laughs> oh, and he's cheesing like a motherfucker. Ah, <laughs> oh. uh, but so I'm gonna ask the question because Cody was like me and went for the exercise. You know, gotta yep. lose an extra ten to twenty-five pounds. You can cut a good thirty off me. I think I'd be still healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I literally rode for at max up to, uh, the first ledge and that was it for that entire weekend. Um, but Kish, what upgrades are you looking at making after the last wheeling trip? And I'm going to ask the same question to everyone, but I figure that, you know, Graham, you're on like seven, eight tons. So, you know, yada, yada. Curtis, we talk about what I plan every week. Like it's just it's, yeah, it's Curtis, constant. you suck. Um, Cody, you didn't bring a rig, so Kish, start us off. Well, no matter what happens this year, whether I actually do my ton swap or not, I'm going long arm. It's official. It's going to happen no matter what, regardless. And I'm going to make a new rear bumper along with my front bumper because I, I i don't think anyone was near me i think I, it was one of the times i was bombing through to, to try to catch up to people but i actually got stuck because of my rear bumper it hooked on a fucking rock while i was trying to drop down how hard would it be to cut that and to uh like add being- tube into it yeah I'm not sure how hard. I'm probably not hard, but my whole thing is just I've never been a f- overall fan of the way it looked. Uh-huh. And, you know, it was cheap enough and I thought it would be good enough. But 
Are you throwing it, it, shade at Dirtbound like Mike Craig no, did no, at no. DMR? It, it, was a gr- it was a great fucking bumper. It, it's Still a it great got destroyed. Bumper. Yeah, that's the thing. It's <laughs> it's not a bumper to have if you have the fucking cut and fold in the rear. Yes. Because it just opens it up to catch everything on those wings. But for some reason, I, I was looking at the bumper... What was it Sunday afternoon after everyone headed out? And I'm. N- uh, I think that would be Sunday e- evening because we ended up leaving there at like yeah, it was evening, whatever. Late. It was still daylight out. But uh, daylight not only was like eight thirty. Not, not only am I catching a lot of shit right on the tip of the wings, but I'm also catching a lot of shit right next to uh, the receiver hole in the center of the bumper. Hmm. Well, that's normal. Yeah, well, you also drive by the rail. I literally had to reinforce by riding backwards in your Jeep which side the brake pedal was on so you could look in the rearview mirror and see it. Um, Actually, you <laughs> did not write that backwards. Do we want to talk about Richie's little... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I have been absolutely merciless to Curtis, so it's time to give it to uh, Kish. I'm going to start this out with I made the obstacle first shot. Yeah, yep. and then you yeeted yourself right out of it. it. <laughs> I failed miserably getting off of it, but I fucking made it first shot. So, so I'm suck over, my dick. I'm over there spotting for him, right? And, you know, like, it's cool. He makes it right up the obstacle. Like, he almost knows what he's doing. Awesome. And I'm like, damn, I'm almost proud of you. Uh, well, small clap. Okay. <laughs> little little hand you. clap. Thank you. So, thank you. All right, he goes to take the way out that has it's not bad, but like he'd been getting tacked by the pro comp and like he kept diffing and out and he doesn't have th- a diff cover on his Dana 30 because he's a and lazy that way piece is of shit. Bigger, that way is easier when you have a bigger tire, too. Oh, I yeah. made it up. To, I first off, I made it up that with 35s. So I just want to clarify. I'm, I'm saying it's easier. You can do it, but yeah, yeah. that day. Those tires, like. So, so we're gonna get to the fun part of this story. So I'm like, all right, you gotta back up, and we're. I'm just like expecting him to take the bypass. Now, what's this kid do? Punch the gas pedal and miss the brake pedal with his foot. So his whole Jeep ends up flying backwards, and like, now he's half stuck on the obstacle. He's got the. Um, the leg for his slider is caught on the rock. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. We can figure this out. So let, let's try and back him up. Nope. Go to back him up. And his rim digs into a boulder that is stationed next to it. And rotates the fucking boulder off to the side. Which is what preceded Graham's little mishap. Because instead of having the boulder that normally just throws you right back into the line. He I was getting stuck cocked. off the line. Yep, I, that was the whole I, the whole weekend for me. It was just like well, frustrating lines and it was an excellent speed. weekend. Oh, it was See, a great what, weekend. It was just pissing me off because I just kept getting denied on stuff that I've usually never had issues with. What when I made it so easily on my first attempt, I decided to just go back and make the obstacle harder for everyone because I, I thought it should give everyone a good challenge. That's what happened. Mm. Are you sure it's not because you're retarded and missed the brake pedal? 
Oh, hold no, on. No, to be no, fair, no, no, he was diffed out in the front and the rear. So no, he I'm just giving to, him shit at this I point. I know, I know. He did. He did a similar thing to like what I did was he kept going forward, diff, backwards, diff. So he went forward again and then hit it hard into reverse, and it. He just like instant popped over the rock and then just kept going for another ten feet and then fell off the obstacle. It was. It was terrifying. That, that's wow. exactly what it was. I yeah. I thought it it felt like I was gonna have to like give it a decent sized bump to make it over whatever the fuck was hanging me up. But apparently it was I just needed an extra little breath of motor on it, and that was it. So me giving it a hefty bump was like yeet. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be the definition of yeeted. Yes, and I have to say, Preston, who was riding with me, his face when I did that was absolutely priceless. He I thought we were going to die. Yeah, I could imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting there just fucking laughing. I'm like, oh. I am such an idiot. Jesus, at least it wouldn't have been that bad of a... Uh... A f like a dropping off of it would not have been horrid if it happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I got to ask also um, on another note, what happened with Mark? Because I know I had to leave to go and pull that screw out of one of my 3D printed projects to get his tube clamp squared away. How'd that recovery go? Uh, I mean, we winched him up, right? Yep. So I guess. We can tell the story. So, his it's just having hydro or hydro assist issues, um, which is I don't know. Curtis, maybe you have, did you have hydro assist ever? You're talking, but I can't hear you. <laughs> I did it again. God damn it, um, Curtis! I'm sorry. But what I was trying to say is I went straight from regular steering right to full. Okay, so you don't know the, the hell that is. No, I hydro system okay. can be. I know the hell that it can be because uh, uh, Charlie had it on his Jeep when I was helping him build it. And I remember at one point he did. What the hell was it that he did? Oh, he had he must have had like air bubbles in there or something because he would turn full lock one way. And all of a sudden, as soon as he hit full lock, it would rip the steering wheel out of his hands and shoot it all the way across the other way. Did he have the Ooh. lines backwards? No, he no, didn't have the lines bad. backwards. I walking up. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it was, but it was, it was the weirdest thing ever. And he had a hell of a time. I don't remember exactly what he ended up doing to fix it, but it took him a good three, four trips to get it figured out. And finally, he got it figured out, whatever it was, and it stopped. Yep. That's sort of been my experience. I've never had anything crazy happen with... Um, I have had weird shit that shouldn't happen with my Hydro happen. The first couple months of Hydro was... Uh, it was little things here and there would go bad or weren't wouldn't be quite right. And I'd change, thing, change things. I had like custom lines initially from a hydraulic shop. I ended up going with the PSC lines because they were just cleaner and they've got the steel fittings. Yada yada. It was. It, it's just a better design for lines. I was concerned about the lines because I was wearing one away. I routed them in different spots to sort of alleviate that. And Mark's, he's gonna have 
probably the same sort of uh, cleanup time that everybody I feel has with Hydro Assist, which is there's it it's once you get it dialed in, it works perfectly, and you never have to really think about it as long as the, everything's dialed. But one of the biggest issues that I've had with mine is lines rubbing through, yep. and they don't they don't come apart, they don't break, they just rub through and they slowly leak. And I have not been able to find a route that I can take with that, that it doesn't do that. Yeah, it's so hard. It, it's, it, and I think I've done redone my lines probably six times in the two years that I've had this thing up and running. And I still have the same issues. So finally, with the last one, I just said, screw it. Um, I just set it up. I know where it's going to rub and I know that I have three or four trips out of it and then I have to change it. And I always keep spare line with you only get me. three or four trips out of a line. Um, when it rubs through. Yeah, because it's the well, best yeah, way when that it rubs I can through, have you're it screwed, it. but, but the, where it hits longer, where it hits, it's like almost constantly moving. Because you got to think, I mean, it, my lines go direct. I guess yours do too, but I don't know. The way that they angle down from the orbital, they just they seem to rub in this one spot right on the side of the unibody really, really bad and really quick. Well, is there any way that you can put some kind of padding either yeah, on the I do. unibody? I have, I have um, so, and now uh, this was my most recent one. I found OD like rubber tubing. That would that could fit around or ID tubing that could fit around the OD of the hose, and it's right there where it likes to rub through. So I'm hoping that will grant me some more trips, and I have a larger chunk of it. So anytime that I, if I catch it quick enough, I should be able to take it off and put a new piece back on and save the line. Yeah, because the other issue that I was having before that is I kept smashing them on the bottom of the oil pan. <laughs> I brought, I, my first trip out, I think it was the first obstacle I did. I came down hard and broke both of the fittings off on the ram. Yeah, my issues have been uh, the aluminum fittings. I smashed them, or smashed one, and it didn't break, but it was really sketchy looking. So I swapped it with another aluminum one, and you know, just I don't know how it's it got squished because it never got squished ever again. And I've definitely like hammered on it harder than I was when I first set that up. And, and I'm just over here with my fucking snowplow lines. Like <laughs> first time Wait, I are installed they disconnectable? It. Are they disconnect? Can no, you they take are disconnect. Okay, they're just standard snowplow lines. Um, I that. just welded in the tabs where it looked like it was gonna fit and i haven't touched it since and it's been meant with its three-quarter bolts and my yeah, like it's tractor supply ram life is good no some people have it really easy. i hate you <laughs> some people have it really easy never have an issue and other I've, people it seems like hydras just isn't even worth it like I've, I've just done everything and it just doesn't work it's just I bolted a steering box I in, I bolted a pitman arm up, and I was set. I'm jealous. Yeah, I, like like uh, Graham was saying, my first, or uh, sometime between that trip, when I broke all the, the ends off, and now, I have two 90-degree fittings on my RAM. 
Well, one of them's sitting about 110 degrees now, and I have no clue how it happened. I don't see any more nicks or anything on the bottom of the oil pan. So it's like, okay, that hit something. I'm kind of yep. concerned, but it didn't break it off, so we're just going to keep going with it. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> have you ever considered not being bad? Oh, my God. You're, you're I can, blind. I should just be a better builder, I know. Yeah, you it's should okay. Just One day you'll be good. Everything. Or, One day I'll be good at building stuff. Or you just get drunk, throw your shit together, and go. Sorry, Kish. That's literally all I do. Curtis, just finish your projects most of the way and then ship it off to a friend to make it pretty. Oh. <laughs> hey, I can 100% endorse that strategy because it works damn well. Unless it's DMR oh. off-road. And I'm going to throw oh. that fucking shade. <laughs> they got called oh. out so fucking bad on Wheel, New England, or Wheel the Northeast. I was going to say. I almost felt I, bad for him. Dude, I, what? Okay, so I don't know the whole story behind that. What happened? All right, so. Or is that something we should talk about off of the podcast? Nah, you know what? I've been polite about this, and this dude's not like. The levels of fucked here are like extreme. So, the reason he got called out is he had a JK that was brought in as a running and driving Jeep that they were talking about making into a buggy. Now, this goes back past when my rig was fucking there. Now, that's fucking saying something, right? Like, it, it showed up when my rig was getting done. So, long story short, they're like, yeah, we're putting Rubicon 44s under it. We're going to put cryo gear sets in it. We're going to run hydro, and we're going to make a lightweight JK buggy on 40-inch stickies. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. But... It's been going on for four fucking years now. He paid the guy in full for... Five years. Five? Five years is what the post said. All right. I might be wrong on that. Then it must have been like an incremental thing because it just showed up again when my rig was about ready to leave. And that was four years ago. So, um, this guy's like, he paid for all of his work. It was a reputable shop that had, like, a decent name behind it. And, um, yeah, so it's been sitting there for four years, hasn't been getting worked on, and he's now evading people. Um, my story he's got time with, to work on the shop truck. Yeah. My story with that, though, is I knew him for quite a while, and i I wanted to bring my Jeep over to get a hybrid cage done, and he's like, "Well, where do you want to go with it?" And I'm like, "Oh, eventually, I want to make it into a buggy. Can we kind of like make it modular? I really want to focus on the area from the B pillar forward so that way when I go to chop it up, it won't be a problem and he goes, "Oh, oh. not a problem. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I've heard that was from gonna, someone before. I was gonna say, isn't that exactly what he did?" No, that's yeah. what Cody yeah. wants to do. Cody's oh. been saying. <laughs> that's what Cody's been saying. So I'm like, all right, whatever, you know, fuck it. And he's like, you should just chop it up now. You're already paying me to build a cage. And I'm like, okay. Red flag numero uno. Okay, cool. So I chop it up. And it sits like that for four months. You know, like as a floor pan. 
And I'm like, what's going on with this? And he's like, oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm getting married. It's all the preparations for that. Invites me over to watch uh, McGregor versus Mayweather back in the day. I, I, have a, I had a, Let me tell you about that night sometime because I had a fucking wild ass oh, night. Oh, so that- did I. I was fucking crunk. I should not have driven home. But, <laughs> um, so, like, I go out there and there's a box of air shocks. And he's like, yeah, you ordered the air shocks. I'm like, yeah, I did. And he's like, all right, well, we'll get them done. Okay, cool. So, oh my like, God. a little while later, um... Some more shit goes on, and I did order the air shocks. It wasn't that he ordered them for me. I don't mean for it to sound like that, because I realized it did. But my, my oh my god was what irked me one of the most about the uh, buggy. I'm getting there. Oh, I'm getting there. So, like, I'm like, all right, when am I going to get this thing back? And he's like, uh, you know, soon. And he's like my dad's having a uh, heart surgery. I'm, I'm sorry. Like I'm taking care of this. And I'm like, man, I can't fault you for that. Right? Like, all right, this sucks. Uh, can I just part the rig out? And he's like, yeah, but I'm like, I've started making some progress on it. It's cool. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Fuck it. Don't worry. This thing is going to come out fucking sick. Like you saw how well my rig came out and I'm like, yeah, I liked your rig. And, like, I didn't really get that many more updates, and a couple more months goes by, and it's starting to get cold out, and it's, uh, I think, like, February. The rig's been there for almost ten months now. And it comes back to me because I had to pay someone to drive it back to me after that entire time period. And he goes to unload it off of the Jeep, or off of the trailer, and I'm like, um, not for nothing here, but what's the deal with those shock mounts? My air shocks were sitting angled in probably about 15 degrees, like going under the frame rail to the original shock mounts I had welded on to put in uh, generic like white bodied shocks because it was going to him. And they were different fucking heights on the upper mounts, I'm not on sorry. the lower mounts. I'm sorry, I had to. No, I get it, but they were on oh. the upper mounts. So. I- I'm well, gonna... I've, I've been so blind to all of this. Like, I honestly, I thought that his business was doing well, that everything was going well with all of that. Because I'd heard, uh, I want to say it was uh, Trey up in Wisconsin. He had ordered a bunch of stuff from him, and I, there was something that he got, something got screwed up in the order, and Dan made it right. Like, just straight up made it right, right away. And so I figured, I mean, the one situation I heard somebody going through him, it seemed like everything was good. I did not realize that it had gone to shit like that. So I unload this jungle gym, right? Now we're going to fast forward to when I go to part the rig out. I'm like, I'm going to cut this cage off because I've got someone that's going to buy it and I've taken a bloodbath on him buying it. I cut the cage off and it was never fucking fully welded. There were areas like that were critical nodes that were not welded but were hidden by paneling and hidden by, like, the dashboard area. It was never lifted up and fixed. So, like, the entire time that I was wheeling that thing, it, it was if ready you don't know to what fucking the, come apart. If you don't know what Ducky looks like, there's no roof on it. There's no reason you can't weld the whole fucking thing. Yeah, and it was supposed to be a month-and-a-half hybrid cage build that turned into a 10-month retard buggy build. 
<laughs> it was retarded. But it was the great buggy. I loved it. It was okay. It was I derpy. Much <laughs> That's why I liked it. So wait, was it Ducky that got built there? Yeah, it was yes, Ducky yeah. that got built there. Or that part of the built there. Fully. Other than oh, the axles. Fully got finished. Oh, I okay. did the axles. I did the four link. I did the front suspension. Yeah, I fucked up my front suspension, but there was more shit wrong than just that, if that makes yeah. sense. Wow. I, I And I it came back what... at double the budget. Or double the original price point. Wow. I, I can't like I saw what Chris Ball posted and uh, he didn't say a name, but something in what he said, I'm like, was that Dan that did that? Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, it, oh, it, it and was, the entire it time totally that, blew my mind. So like two months after I get the buggy back and I finally get it running, I'm like, at what point in time is it time to be like fucking pissed? His girlfriend went on about a 16 fucking paragraph long thing about how I should be thankful that he's giving me the friends and family discount. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're kidding, right? No. No. I yeah, friends saw, and family. <laughs> I saw the, all the text messages and shit, and he legitimately said that. Yeah. And I'm like, if this is how you treat friends and family, I'm sorry, dude, but. I'm really glad I didn't buy rims from him earlier this summer or last uh, summer. Shit like that, I'll be honest. He's ridiculously good about. He's a very good parts supplier if the parts are in stock and he can get them from the warehouse. Like, I okay. had my air shocks in three days after I ordered them. They were at his house for that build. Um. Yeah, and then there it was just a lot of shady shit that went on, but I feel yeah. bad for that other guy because whew, he got fucking raped. Yeah. Well, one thing, Luke, that I feel like you're glossing over is also the fact that it took all this time and money, and that was with you going down there and doing stuff for the build. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You actually, so it wasn't like he did all of the work and everything. No, I did all the chopping. <sighs> I did, um, I pulled a transfer case for a rebuild for him on a transmission job he was doing. Um, I cleaned up and cut my stiffeners that got welded in there. I cleaned up and cut the tube work for the sliders. I did a bunch of like little minor shit, but yeah. Because I didn't know how to bend tube. So, that should be a he, part. He, you pretty much did all the annoying shit that takes a bunch of time. Yeah, I probably... All of the stuff that you would have paid good money for. Or yeah. that was probably included in your cost. That's fucked. So, um... Anyone got any happier stuff to add from this weekend? Oh, I, uh... I lost a tooth. Did you now, you <laughs> fucking retard? I, I noticed it. Last baby no. tooth coming out? No, it was one of my adult teeth. Oh, God. Yep, I noticed it, and I texted him. I'm like, did you did you lose a tooth? And he was like, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I did. I'm like, I thought you did. I could, I could. Yeah, I um, I, I don't remember 
who it was, but I, I essentially, I was an idiot and I was like 30 feet behind whoever it was that was fucking smoking on a uh, obstacle and they kicked up a rock and it fucking beelined for my face, smacked me straight in the uh, corner of my, the left corner of my mouth and yeah. it cracked a tooth in half. And so like it was all wiggly and shit for the rest of the weekend. And I woke up Monday morning on my laying on my right side with the tooth laying in my right cheek. Uh, oh, well, who was blows. it? You knocked the rock. Was it me? It was you or maybe John. Hmm. Well, John's rig well, is pretty cool. Me, I have to say, hmm. what is John? I've never seen John's rig. Uh, it's just a cookie cutter Cherokee, but it did pretty well in the woods. He's got a long arm lift kit, four and a half or six inch lift. It looks like um, uh, five and a half front, six inch rear is what okay. Miguel told me. I believe. Okay. Because I, I was bitching about ripping my crotch in half trying to get in the thing to fucking move it. Yeah, it's got kind twenty of inches of lift. No, nah, yeah, five it's inches. Not that tall. I mean, it's like a Cherokee with stock axles and. 35s with with probably like four inches, right? Yeah, they, they stay higher. It's probably five, like five. five and a half to six. That's no, what it's just easier said. to get into Graham's rig than it is his. I like I hopped into it. It felt weird where I could just hop into Graham's and it feels fine. Yeah, yeah, but I have to give credit oh. where credit's due. It's got an eight eight. It's got a trust gusseted thirty, and he wheeled it pretty okay. He's a little on the inexperienced side, but he's pretty decent. He just when needs it comes a power steering being. cooler. He needs a power steering cooler, and he needs some more time with a quality spotter. Yeah. Yep. Well, all in all, though, the Jeep was pretty good. He's always pushing pushing himself and that thing. Every time we've been out, he's like... He he's pushed been... Miguel's rig, too. That was quite yeah. fun. Yeah, I had people a... watching those guys, because they're definitely sort of newer to the whole... Uh, not Not the concept, but just the strategies. They're newer to some of the strategies that we use and uh it's kind of cool to watch them get better yeah we the two the two smaller jeeps that we wheeled with at s'more one was a rubicon uh t or lj um on 35 or 37s and he kept up pretty good surprisingly but there was another one on 33 inch all terrains on lot with long arms locked front and rear and I was honestly, but I don't think he ever had to winch up anything that he followed us through. And I was legitimately impressed at how well that rig actually handled all of the stuff that we did. I think, you know what? There was one thing. It was a really nasty, muddy trail that he couldn't get up. But surprisingly, I I, I feel like I'm noticing that some of these smaller rigs are very, very capable comparatively to like mine. Does that make sense? Yeah. You see that a lot yeah. around here, actually. Yeah. I, I, I never, I have never noticed a small tire rig, at least in Michigan, be able to do what I can at a park. Luke, did you just compare yourself to a small tire rig with 40s? Oh, no. I'm, yeah. I think he's referencing when he was... Uh, the original fairy stage? 35s. Okay. That thing was very capable, but it yeah. was kind of... It just... It was ripping itself apart 
bolt on brackets, rip it off, like pushing yeah. the limits of what a bolt on can do. <laughs> like, uh, well, I fixed it somewhat. Yep. You so, welded it on. Hey, um, it's second iteration black is it's still working well and it's following big rig. So it's, you're not wrong. You're you're. <laughs> Little Barry did produce a nice gold baby and a black baby. It did well. <laughs> oh, just a little black baby. <laughs> the gold baby. Don't forget the gold baby. Yeah. <laughs> the gold baby's not chopped liver. <laughs> so I got to ask, Graham, what was your impression walking into the shop? I mean, it, your Jeep's it was about as ugly and gross as I expected it to be, and beautiful uh, <laughs> the back was about as chopped up as uh the pictures i'd seen i i'm really curious to see how the uh your four link flexes because it looks oh, it, good it goes like it's gonna be one of those things i'll have more of an opinion when i can like step flex back it. and look at it from afar not flex it but look yeah. at it from you know in your shop it's pretty close quarters you can't really yep. get a good overview but i'm you can't really see how far back the axle stretched from the shop. I mean, you could tell it was, but how uh, far did you stretch it? Uh, it's now sitting at 110. Oh, that's good. You're I, I promise you're going to really, really like that. Uh, I know Ducky was 111. Uh, one thing that I've noticed too, is out of, okay. For, from the group in Wisconsin, there's five, one ton rigs. Uh, one is only stretched six inches in the rear. Another one and the other, th the other three are only stretch or basically stock. I think maybe a three inch stretch in the front max. And then there's mine that has what, like nine in the rear and six in the front. And the, uh, the three that aren't stretched at all or very minimally seem to have some of the biggest issues trying to get over stuff. Like they just, it seems like the wheelbase, especially around here, is a big contributing factor to being able to do stuff easier. Now, granted, I do get turtled a lot. You guys witnessed me turtle myself at Roush Creek. <laughs> yeah. um, but that was, that was the stupidest fucking thing. Oh, I'm so mad at myself for that. But it, it seems like they tend to like when they get on ledges and stuff like they their wheelbase they just can't get the front tires up and over because yep. most of the stuff my around issue. here is once you, once you get the front tires up and over a lot of times the rear end likes to follow and it, it just seems like they can't get those front tires up and over the front or the top of the obstacles to get over hmm. yep that's basically where I'm at right now is my wheelbase more often than not will deny me. But then again, my wheelbase, because I'm so short and stubby, and I think I said it this weekend, I've like, I've got these short little legs and this fat ass like belly that just drags over everything. And my cross member oh, I is. I thought you were talking about yourself for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, I've got this, uh, the way the Clayton cross member mounts is there's like a, you know, a sizable chunk of just 90 degree against the frame square piece and there are obstacles at Richie's and at other places where it'll just like you, you put yourself in the wrong spot which I do every time uh, and you're hooked and you can't get off and now you can't go forward and you can't go backwards because now you're just dragging your cross member so I gotta yeah probably 
think about that before I think about stretching, because if I stretch, that's going to get worse, and I'm going to hang up on more shit. But at the same time, my wheelbase always gets me for those breakovers, right? I can't get the front over, like you said. I, I will say this, Graham, in reference to your wheelbase, it was really funny seeing you what was it? Uh, put your front end up on that uh, straight rock face. Yep. Where you tried to do your front dig, but it didn't work out that way. Oh no, it didn't even want to go. I mean, that was but, um, slick rock and other. Well, stuff no, it, it was funny because you your front tires were only like half to three quarters of the way up the rock face. But when Miguel was up there in the same exact spot or just earlier, his front tires were already at the top of the rock. Hmm. Exactly. Like, yeah, I, I didn't realize how much longer his wheelbase was. Yep. And mine just, even if you look at my rig, it's short. I need to pull it back. I just don't want to commit to a small fuel cell. I don't know what I want to do yet. It'll happen, but in due time. Just move your gas tank. So the one thing tank. that I will say <laughs> with my experience on a longer bellied up. rig was I ended up putting my belly into more stuff than I did with my short rig when yeah, well, I was running the game. Yep. So you might end up dealing with that with your current cross member setup. Exactly. And that's why I don't want to really touch it until I address that. And that's coming up at maybe not this year, but I think I've said it before. At some point, that cross member is going to have to get redesigned. It'll probably be when I do the coilovers and and maybe at some point put in a 60 in the front to get rid of the 30 or the 50, but the 30. we'll see. What yeah. We'll see. The hmm? thrifty. What? The thrifty. Yeah. We'll see. It's, it's a Dana 60, but I've got Dana 30 internals in it. You just can't tell. Right. Oh, cool. Cool. So they're just like massive. <laughs> not guys. It's uh, uh, sleeves just all the way down until it fits hmm. like a 30. Cool. Yeah, okay. Per- exactly. Okay. I just wanted to look cool. I didn't want to wall sleeve. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what do I know though? Anything else? Exactly. Anything else from this weekend that you want to cover? I think we're all set. Uh, I do want to touch on. I had a lot of fun after we got done with wheeling. We had put the Jeeps away and, um, I had, uh, since I'm moving, I decided I didn't want to bring all my ammo with me, so I uh, let all these idiots, except for Curtis, because he lives in God's country or some dumb shit like that, loose oh, with it. Oh, man, I got a good one on that. <laughs> okay. Do you mind you mind if I go on a side story oh, here? feel free to go on your side okay, story, because so we're, we're going on a side here. story on a side story with the side of side story. Oh, God. <laughs> so we're, we're driving down there, down to Missouri, and my roommate came with me. I let I let him ride. He was my co-pilot for the weekend, and I, I don't. It was on the side of the freeway, and there was this picture of a lady with a man's hand over her mouth, and it said, "Your silence causes more violence." What? <laughs> and oh my god, the amount of God's country shit that we saw down there. It was like all this stuff, like billboards in people's farm fields just lining the side of the highway about abortion and stuff like that it's like oh my god people really that seems like (laughs) i mean i understand it yes if you're (laughs) things that you're very strong about 
But the side of the highway, that seems like an inter- uh, interesting place to try to yeah. portray goodness. I don't know. <laughs> it just seems yeah. weird. It, it's just the stuff you see on the side of the highway out there is unreal. Some oh, of the billboards. So, like, I went down to Tennessee, and it's like, um, there's multiple things. Like, don't send God is watching. Learn the truth on the side of the highway. At, like, I every mean, five there's, miles. There's some of that in... in- Lynn too. There's a big old billboard that's always been there. It's always got some sort of, you know, faith thing on it. You guys have all that God will and stuff. I just see bumper stickers that says "Don't laugh." Your daughter could be in here. Like, why don't I get all the God will and stuff? <laughs> I'd rather see that. Shit. I, I will say this though: you do get okay money from the advertising companies if you have a billboard on your property. They're not billboards though. They're like white picket fence signs shoved in the ground out there. They're not actual oh. billboards. <laughs> or they like, put like a Bible verse like going to like on like 10 billboards in a row. See, I'm moving to God's country so they spring for the billboards. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> but if you want to talk about some faith, I uh, I definitely lent a little faith to letting fucking Cody loose with a 556. Five, <laughs> it was i handled it fine what do you mean uh, it wasn't so much that you handled it fine it's like oh boy i'm going to let a second time shooter loose with the fucking fireball shooting shortest that you can legally build in connecticut ahar uh, you did you did a great job though like your little uh safety procedure that you kind of went through allowing everybody to handle the firearm before we even like put any magazines or any bullets into it like getting everybody to just understand like hey this is what you need to do just fucking do it you will be safe everybody around you will be safe and it was awesome like there was no hiccups no weird shit like it was fun just plain old fun it was awesome yeah one of my favorite parts was (laughs) we're out there blasting five five six 762 by 39. So two fairly common calibers. Meanwhile, Richie is passing out in his Jeep. Like <laughs> falling asleep, not watching TikTok over there. Yeah, he wasn't like passing out in the regards of like over alcohol or anything, but he was just like falling asleep because everyone else was shooting was and tired. he was just tired from the weekend. <laughs> so and- and of course, and you can even ask my fucking wife this. She gets so mad about it. I'll fall asleep and I'll keep scrolling through TikTok. Like my thumbs <laughs> just like, just a reflex at this point. <laughs> you fucking weird TikTok people. What was that, Mister Autotune? And I'll keep swiping. So apparently, to my according to my wife, my thumb waits like five to ten seconds, and then it just swipes. Swipes. <laughs> oh my God, that is ridiculous. That's but we got creepy. a we got the rare tactical Grembo. Yeah, wow, tactical Grembo. That was a mouthful to pronounce correctly. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, I had fun. Uh, it's definitely, like I said. uh to to you guys in our our little group chat is I, I've I've shot guns plenty of times but every time I do it's it's never with friends right it's or people who it's always with like family member I've 
we live in Massachusetts. There's no reason for me to own a gun, but having having shot with you with your guns and you know being a good friend and not like oh the uncle I see every other year or some shit like right there's there's more trust involved and there's there's I feel like there can be more communication with how things are working right so that's that's really the thing that I loved about it was you know this is my good friend's uh stuff and he's showing me how to use it and I'm going to use it and it, it I I just feel like I had there was less stress involved with mm-hmm. with doing it because it was a good friend of mine's and you know if something happened I'd I'd fix it or whatever not that I wouldn't do that for anybody else but it just just well, yeah, Uncle Bob, fuck you! I broke your gun. <laughs> the no, but right there, like Uncle Bob wouldn't fucking it give me was his prized possessions to, to shoot. Whereas That's Luke was like, was. yeah, it was cool. I mean, like it was really cool because, like, I've never shot ARs before. I've only ever shot like shotguns and then a twenty-two and like stuff like that. So, like, I've been around firearms, but never really shot a proper like gun, if you will. So, like, it was really cool to, like, I've played Call of Duty, I've played different games here and there, like, oh, yeah, this is an 8K, this is an AR, like, 5.56.7.62, blah, 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 like, it was really cool to be able to, like, feel the difference and actually, like, putting the the 5.56 to your shoulder and then, or meat pocket, as as, uh, Luke would say. um and like actually pressing the trigger and being like wow all that was was loud there was zero like feel that actually came from that like it barely even hit me and like being able to like just like do 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 shots after it was like okay this I'm, is fucking I'm a, cool. like i didn't shoot that one and i'm a little upset but but by the time i like i kind of yeah, wanted well, to I'm it was jamming ass. and it would you'd shoot like one bullet right i'm so a it wasn't... dumbass and forgot to clean them after my nah. last range trip so it was like oops my bad it, it, I mean, it, it would have been like any other one, I'm sure. It was just like lack of recoil. I liked the other one that you had because it, you know, had a little bit of a kick, and I don't mind some yeah. feel to weapons. The part that makes me the happiest about Fire this. Not a weapon, mister. Uh, whatever, same, eh, same thing. Shit. It shoots bullets. It, it is a, fire- a weapon, but it is also a firearm. No, yep. it's a firearm. It can be used as a weapon. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's weaponized towards the pizza cardboard Richie. cutouts. <laughs> Richie, the the cartoon Richie in our cartoon ass cheeks. <laughs> that was fun. Um, I I, th- I think <laughs> next time I'm gonna break out my thirty out six and just have everyone fire off. Oh, dude, you're gonna get at least one person that scopes themselves. Guarantee it. No scope. No. Oh, okay, never mind. Okay. Well, you should put a scope on it just so you can <laughs> laugh at them when they turn themselves into a pirate. <laughs> so I have been around a thirty odd six. I've never actually shot a thirty odd six. So that's definitely going to be something interesting to experience because uh, about it, double the recoil of the seven six two. Uh, I was going to say double the recoil, if not more. I had uh, I, I, last year, I'd say more. I was just say, I would say more to be honest. Like uh, last year, I was hunt deer hunting. And the guy that was in the uh, stand with me had a thirty out six, and actually it was a blind. It was an enclosed blind up in the air, and he lit that thing off. That muzzle was not outside of the fucking blind when he lit it <laughs> off. Oh my god! And it was like almost directly next to my ear because I had I had the uh, foregrip sitting on the uh, 
the windowsill outside. So I was like right fucking next to that thing when it lit off. I could not hear out of that ear for probably about three to four days. Wow. Why weren't you wearing your ear protection? (laughs) Where's ear protection when they're deer hunting? Normally you stick the barrel of the gun outside of the goddamn window. So it doesn't kill your ears? So I, I will say this. I can only confidently say I can shoot like maybe 15 to 22 rounds out of my 30 out six before my shoulders just done for the day. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. My buddy has a seven mag that we shot one time or seven millimeter. And oh my God, I think it was five shots on that thing. And I, I just, I couldn't shoot it anymore. It hurts so bad. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it helps that I have a, a decent beefy shoulder to butt a it up against meat pocket. Yeah. Small meat pocket, but a decent one. Yeah. So, but I, I more than 15. I'm like, motherfucker. Alrighty. On that note, I feel like we covered a decent bit of shit. Any final thoughts? No, I think we're good. Anyone Stickies else? Or? Gay. Stickies, Stickies are, are gay. No, I said bay, not gay. Eh, same thing. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, misheard ya. <laughs> Oops. Again, takes it shot. They stuck. Well, let's not forget, he got them in a waffle, so, you know, he missed a lucky over oh, here. Oh, yeah. Mr. Charity Case. I got the charity build. Yeah, charity tire. <laughs> charity build. Charity tires. Well, on you that can't note. can't expect much from him. On that note, keep your powder dry and keep your Dana 300 away from 43S axis. Or Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good evening, everyone.